0: welcome to another episode of wwe ringside we had quite the pay-per-view um i wouldn't call it a a great pay-per-view and it was it was it was balanced it was it was good it had its horrible moments but it also has some pretty good spots um we'll definitely go all over over all the, the card the whole Thing and kind of just get my take on on where I think they're gonna go. Um. Uh, my <laughs> match lineup that I had was it was way off. Uh, it wasn't too terrible, but I did pick all the matches correct. I was six for six. Um, as far as the card goes, I don't think it. I mean it was like I said a pretty predictable card I think for the most part. So I wasn't too shocked by anything that happened. Um so I'm just kinda kinda go down here. Let's see here we got We started off with the women's triple threat. The Ripley Oscar and Flair I thought that that match was actually done pretty good. Um, I believe there was there were some great spots. You know, I had the double natural selection by Flair. Um, I just yeah, I Oscar taking the fall is what I saw happening because now we're gonna get that one on one match between Ripley and Flair, I believe, at some point. Um, and how about that? How about the next pay-per-view? We, you know, everywhere you're seeing it, it was Money in the Bank, it was listed online as Money in the Bank, and then, I guess, the one big shocker that came from this one is that it's gonna be Hell in the Cell. We're gonna get Hell in the Cell in June instead of... October this year. Um, I read reports after the pay-per-view Um, It sounds like, possibly, they're going to do Money in the Bank in July. And they're actually going to do live touring, starting with Money in the Bank in July. Um, And if that's the case, I I think that's that's good. That's going to be really good, especially for Money in the Bank, which needs fans. It's a pay-per-view that... Definitely needs fans at it last year's money in the bank was Interesting, I mean, I don't know the right wording. We had the I can't remember who it was. I know where You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm cool with that. It's I believe it was King Corbin that threw Aleister Black off the rooftop Um, and then he was on the next episode of, like, Raw, I believe it was, or something. So it was bad, bad storytelling. Um, it was, I mean, they had a food fight with Otis and stuff in the lobby. It was a train wreck. The women's and the men's just going through headquarters like they did. Um, it was awful. And I think having fans at Money in the Bank where it's just gonna be a Money in the Bank match. We're gonna get in-ring ladders. It's gonna be a lot better product than what they put together last year. And if that is the case, if those rumors are true and we do get Money in the Bank in July with live fans, I'm looking forward to that pay-per-view. It's gonna be a good one, I think. I'm excited for it. Um, I love Hell in a Cell. I think it's, I don't think it's become gimmicky, because they don't really do it all that often. They don't have a Hell in the Cell match all that often, but the number of matches they put on the card, I mean, I don't know. I just, and there's definitely candidates for this year's Hell in the Cell, but I'm not going to get into that right now. I'm um, going on a rabbit hole kind of now about the pay-per-views, but yeah, so we got Hell in the Cell in June. June 20th is Hell in the Cell. Anyways, back to the Triple Threat match. Um, I mean, I don't really have much more to say about it. I mean, I thought it was a well-put-together match. I thought all the women looked great. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Asuka for whatever reason. I don't care for her style too much. Um, I mean, I just... the, The yelling, the cartoony... I get it. It's her, you know... It's her I want to call it her race it's her what, it's who she is with the, the Japanese or whatever she's speaking it, I get it. her English isn't the best. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's so true. I'm pretty sure that that's true like you know yeah with Apollo Cruz his Nigerian accent isn't isn't real. Oscar I'm pretty sure her it's all real I just I don't care for the style. That Vince likes to portray it as. Um, with that being said. I think that it, was a, it was a decent match. I think Ripley and Flair. Went at it well. I still think Flair outshined in this match. I think Flair is a. Is just a more well rounded. Wrestler. I mean she's had more experience. She's just the, a better wrestler than the other two. And I think it shows. I think she outshines them. In matches like this. I mean, she to me looked strong. She looked really strong. Um, and the finish—I don't quite understand what happened on the finish. I mean, that was a uh, interesting. I don't. It, I'm assuming it was a camera angle botch. Uh, they with rip uh with flare. I believe it was Oscar who she kicked, um, she was standing on the, rings the apron, Oscar uh, came at her and I believe she hit her with a, a kick, a boot to the, the face or the, the chest or something like that I believe, which the announcer has said that it caused Flair to fall off of the apron which led way for Ripley hitting the Riptide you didn't see her fall i was i was waiting for you know flair to jump in on the the count the one two and then break up but it never came she never popped into the picture and i was kind of scratching my head as what happened where she went and then they kind of explained it um they never really showed showed it but they said it's what happened so it's kind of a weird Way to finish that match. I thought the fit the finish was not the best for how well the match was done. I thought it finished off kind of sloppy, but in the end, you know, Ripley did retain, and I think we're gonna get that one off mat that one on one match, uh, possibly in a hell nsl. Um, I could see those two women. Battling in Hell, I, I think it's going to be a. I'd be a great contender for one of the Hell in the Cell matches. Um, the next match was the Tag Team SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Um, again, I didn't see it as a surprise. Um, the Mysterios won the match. They won the belts from the Dirty Dogs. Um, And once they showed backstage when Ziggler and Rude took out Dominic and he was injured and he couldn't go out there and, just, and Ray went out all brave and Valiant went out by himself to go do his two-on-one tag match. I knew right then that that they were taking it. I mean that was that was the obvious storyline. That was the obvious play. Dominic was hurt. He was kicked down. He said he was nothing. A didn't belong in the company he gets hurt lo and behold you know at the very end of the match he comes limping out and then ray has his partner and then they win right after made sense i liked it i mean it was predictable definitely with how they played it out Same with the men's triple threat. There was a very predictable moment where he knew who was gonna win, but I'll get to that when that match comes up. Um, I mean, you just, you had to turn the belts into a face to get it onto the Usos. And that's, I mean, you just did. Uh, I don't particularly care for Ray kicking out of the finishes. I mean, I believe kicked out of a zigzag. I believe kicked out of a super kick. Um, these are supposed to be dominant moves for Ziggler. They're finishes. They're, they put people away. Yet Ray is continuously kicking out of them. If it's a finisher, then if it's a finisher. It should do what it's supposed to do, and that's finish the opponent. But it seems like they're getting away from finishers almost. I mean, there are those finishers that just are dominant and don't get kicked out of, like the RKO. You don't typically see kick outs of the RKO, but you're starting to see more and more kick out the finishes, and it just makes them less credible. And you can even tell. I mean, uh, Dominic, he was, uh, Ray was hit with the finisher. I It might have been the zigzag, and Dominic was there on the apron, and Ray got pinned for the one, two, and then Ray kicked out. Dominic didn't even come in to break it up when it's supposed to be a finisher, a big finishing move. Dominic knew he was going to kick out of it already, and that that just proves their belief in finishers at this moment with WWE and their finishes. I mean, it's it's telling to me. Overall, I think this match was good—not great. It was decent. It was a decent watch. I mean, you knew that Root and Ziggler were gonna beat the beat the, the living—you know—you know, you know what—out of Ray, and they did. Um, Ray had some great moments, but and you knew that Dominic was gonna come down at some point, and the match was gonna turn, and they were gonna win the belts and father-son. And it, it was yeah—you knew it was coming. It was very predictable. However, it was a decent put-together match. Um, next on the card, we had, ugh, by far the worst match on this card. By far, I would think the worst match of the year. Uh, it goes to me, I hated the, the cinematic matches. The, the Boneyard match last year was okay. I thought The Undertaker and AJ Styles did a great job in that match. But the the other ones, the Firefly Funhouse match with Cena, I thought was an awful match. It was just awful. I didn't care for those matches. This match was along the same lines, if not worse. I mean, this this is in contention for one of the worst matches I've ever seen in wrestling. And that was the Lumberjack match, Damian Priest versus The Miz You know, we get Morrison talking to The Miz backstage. He says he's gonna go talk to the Lumberjacks before the match to try and sway them in favor of The Miz. And what does Morrison see when he opens the door to the, now I guess, Lumberjack room, who they have their own room now. He opens the door and he's confronted by a room full of zombies. Again, this is supposed to be wrestling. Why they're zombies, I don't know. It's infuriating, it makes my blood boil. It's not wrestling, it, it, I get it, zombies are cool, zombies are hit right now, they're a thing, they've been a hit for a few, you know, what, five, six years with The Walking, Walking Dead, I get that, it's a hit trend, not for professional wrestling, I get it with entertainment, but with the wrestling, you're trying to build up a fan base again, your viewership numbers are down. And if somebody comes back into watching wrestling and they see this on a pay-per-view, they're gonna be turned off right away. Um, but I digress. I we now we they come out, you know. <sighs> we've got Priest and the Miz in the ring. And the ring is surrounded by zombies. I mean, but I believe Priest came out first, Damian Priest. And then The Miz and Morrison came out second. And these just have these zombies and fog coming up all around the ramp. And then around the ring, and it just scares the, you know, you know what out of them. The Miz and Morrison, and they go inside the ring, and then they have a thing, and yeah. It's awful. You have the, Morrison then runs away, because he doesn't have to be there anyway, and they're going to go after him, so he left. So we were left with just the Miz and Damian Priest in the ring for the one-on-one match, and they go, and they fight, and, you know, it was the classic Miz Morrison that we've or Miz and Priest match that we've seen a few times now Um, I mean it was a good match I mean they're okay in the ring together I just I didn't quite care for it Um, you have the zombies then reaching into the ring and grabbing them and you have spots where both competitors go out out of the ring and they then team up To take out the zombies. I am speechless. I mean, Priest and Miz are supposed to just hate each other. With how they've been portrayed on TV for the last few months. They just, they don't like each other. They can't stand each other. They fall out of the ring. (coughs) Excuse me. They fall out of the ring. And... They're friendly they look at each other and then they turn around and they start punching zombies together i, I don't know and versus turning around and running back in the ring they then team up and take out some zombies which is interesting and then we got the miz or morrison comes back out um makes a little distraction on the ring uh yeah and then Morrison goes over the barricade Or oh, He stands up on the barricade and then he gets pulled down by zombies that pop up on the other side of the barricade You can't see them because they're behind the barricade He gets pulled down like he's being drugged down into you know hell or whatever and his arms are flailing up in the air Up over the barricade. He can barely and he's gone Which then leads to right not short, shortly after that priest Takes out the Miz, gets the win, Priest then leaves, zombies invade the ring, and they eat the Miz alive, I guess. Um, Miz and Morrison were not to be seen after the match, they were done after that. You can't see the Miz at all, because he's just engulfed by zombies on top of him, on the side of him, all around him. And they're quote-unquote eating him. So, I don't know how he's coming back from that. You know, he's not the Fiend. He's not some supernatural character like the Fiend is who, you know, came back from being burned alive and all that. He's a demonic, you know, character. That's more understandable, I guess, if you're going to go that route. But the Miz and Morrison are, they play human characters. So, you can't just jump back on raw the next night if you're eaten alive by zombies. I don't quite know if they thought that through. If it was Vince just going, Oh, hey, look at that zombie. That's, that's, cool, that's a cool angle. Let's throw that in there. And then that was done after that. Not thinking of, well, if he has eaten alive like he did, how's he coming back? from that the next night. How are you gonna play that off? Is he gonna come back as a zombie? Is he gonna come back as a heal? Attack and attack Morrison? Is he gonna come back as a bad guy? I don't know. I just, I hope they have something good planned off of this. I hope there's some angle that, you know, we just don't know about right now because they haven't shown it to us yet. And does the zombie thing play into the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view? I don't know. It, it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, like I said, speechless, blows boiling. I thought it was the stupidest match I've seen in quite some time. And I just, I really hope this feud's done. I am over it. I'm over it. It, it was bad. Um, anyways, I digress again to a lot better match. We then had, um, Bel Air versus Bailey for that SmackDown women's title. Man, I'm just saying, I, I like these two. I think they have, they have pretty damn good chemistry in the ring, I think. Um, I don't know, I, even Bailey. they've managed to, to keep Bailey relevant without the title. There was a space there when she lost the belt for a, m- a few months that she really wasn't on TV. She really didn't have a direction or a storyline and you're kind of starting to see her pop up a little bit more and more. And I like it. I mean, I think that she's coming back into the picture a little bit more and then you know, she added the the laugh she has banks and bailey both have this heelish laugh i can't stand banks's laugh it is annoying as all you know what but bailey's i kind of bailey i like her laugh isn't as as ear piercing or just awful Banks is, is I like Bailey's I like Bailey as a character in general I mean I think as a heel it's her role I think you know she plays that role it looks natural it looks really good the same way it does with Reigns I mean I'm not saying she on Reigns' level but I'm saying that she can play the heel role very very well um Great promo skills, great on the microphone, great in-ring. She almost has a likability on her in a heelish way. Like, she's definitely a heel. She's definitely, you know, the bad guy. Someone you want to boo. But I don't know, I just thought they did really well. I think Air did well. There was a little mishap on the pin with her hair. And she kind of wrapped it around Bailey's legs for the, the roll-up. Kind of used her hair as some leverage to pull on her leg. I mean, I've heard people say that it's not fair. It's like pulling up on someone's tights. So you're using your hair as a weapon. Yeah. I could see that. I mean... We saw the welts she left on Sasha. She whipped her with her hair using it as a weapon. And it is used as a weapon. I I just I don't you can't pull the hair really. You can't I mean I just I don't quite understand. Maybe because the part of her body that it's not is deemed okay she can use it as a weapon or use it as a tool. I don't know. But Anyway, I thought Belair did a a pretty good job. I think she's definitely, I think she will stay champion for a little bit longer. I don't, I mean, and obviously they're probably only going to do one women's match inside the Hell in the Cell. I could see these two also in the Hell in the Cell as Bailey did last year with Banks. I could see Bailey in the Hell in a Cell again with Belair. I just, I think it would fit Ripley versus Flair better. If they're only going to pick one women's match to be in the cage, it's going to, I think it should be that one. Cause I think these two women, Belair and Bailey, they can stand alone in the ring on their own without any special gimmicky matches. I think they put together a well enough match to draw your attention and hold it for you know 10-15 minutes um, and I think yeah we're not done with them. They, I, don't, I don't see it being the way we're done with them. I think we're definitely going to get them with the next pay-per-view. Um, unless something crazy happens they just end their feud between and then they start another one. She starts another one with, like, Carmella or something for Hell in the Cell. I just, I I see the, these two women going out at, at Hell in the Cell. Um, great match. I did like it. It was my highest rated women's match of the night. Obviously, it was only two, but I like this one better than the triple threat one. Um, I thought it was put together way better. Um... And that leads us to the men's triple threat. Lashley versus McIntyre versus Strowman. It was a great match. I mean both both the championship matches were, I think, by far the best on the card. They were done very well. This match here. It was very physical. The men just beat the hell out of each other. Um, you know, we saw Strowman hit him with the hit both men with the stairs. Um, we saw Strowman do a what looked like a attempt at a front flip off the apron. Um, it's more of like a somersault. It wasn't graceful, but for somebody that size it was impressive nonetheless we haven't seen that part of his game i didn't know he had that part in his game unless he continues to be all high flying i don't think it was really needed i don't think that's needed for his character he's more of the physical scream at you angry guy not really the high flyer so i don't quite understand why they did that but they did it was interesting i mean didn't know i wanted to see it until it happened but that's it i don't want to see it anymore unless he's going to continue to be all crazy high flying which he's not i don't need to see any more of that from stroman um i thought that i mean i don't I mean, I will say it was a great match i mean no disqualification no count outs or whatever it, definitely played into the win the winning of this match. And when we saw when we saw McIntyre and McIntyre and Lashley on the ramp just beating the crap out of each other Smashing their faces into the LED boards. I knew something big was coming. And we did. We saw McIntyre uh, throw Lashley through the LED boards. Sparks flew. He got, I guess, electrocuted. At that point, I knew Lashley was going to retain and win. Because that's what they like to do. They like to isolate the winner. It seems like the winner gets taken out. You forget about him. At the very, very end, they come in, hit their finisher, and they walk away with the winner. It happens time and time again with the triple threat matches, it seems like. And it happened again in this one. Lashley was taken out. Strowman ran through uh, McIntyre. And they just beat beat them self-senseless. I mean... McIntyre got put through the announce table. I believe it was a power bomb by Strowman through the table, um, and then exactly what I thought would happen. McIntyre eventually, they got back in the ring. Just two of them. McIntyre hit Strowman with the Claymore. Lo and behold, pop up. Here is Mac. Or here is Lashley tosses drew out of the ring spears uh spears stroman and pins him for the quick one two three match over done and whatnot interesting finish i did think that again like i said in my previous podcast that Strowman would be the fall which he was it was obvious that it was it was coming it was, it was obvious I, I did wasn't sure how McIntyre was gonna be taken out and the fact that he was just kind of tossed out of the ring for long enough for Lashley to hit the spear and get the one, two, three. I didn't quite care for that either. It's not like he was not like McIntyre was hit or, you know, I don't know. He wasn't like speared and thrown out of the ring. He wasn't hit hard and thrown out of the ring. He was just tossed through the ropes out of the ring. And maybe it's the thought is, well, he got the hell beat out of him already. That one toss out of the ring through the ropes so was enough to just keep him down. But it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be McIntyre. It's supposed to be a Scottish warrior. I don't get it quite frankly i felt like it wasn't really anything indicative of him staying down he should have been able to get up and come back and break the count up but they didn't do that Lashley retained which was predicted it was a thing it was you knew it was coming once he was electrocuted but overall the physicality of the match was brutal it was a great match it was brutal it was physical um better than i thought it was gonna be um i mean it was a great match um we'll actually retain and we'll see what happens on raw maybe a new challenger pops up we don't know quite yet we'll have to see what happens on raw and i just hope it was not mcintyre because he was like i said just thrown out of the ring i hope mcintyre doesn't somehow weasel it he weasel his way into the picture still for the title, at Hell in a Cell, ugh. Another title match with them, I think is should not happen. But it is WWE, and they like to milk things till they can't anymore, and they tried milking it a little bit more, so we, I could see them doing something stupid like that. But we'll see what happens, anyways. Last match was the best match of the night By far as predicted, the best match for sure. It was Reigns versus Cesaro for the universal title. And man, I'm just gonna start it off with Even though he lost, Cesaro is on a new level. Cesaro can fight. Cesaro is a strong man, and I mean, I think Cesaro has great things waiting for him. It, I mean, hopefully, I do the draft, put him on the raw because he needs the belt on his hands, ain't getting it from Roman anytime soon. I can tell you that. Um, but man, he looks strong, he looked great in this match. Granted lost, like usual. Reigns retained, but this time he did it differently. You know, we've seen Reigns keep his title with help from Jay. Jay never came out on this match. Um... But before the match started, we had Reigns tell Jay to go be with his brother and don't come out. He got it. He did have it. Jay listened. He never came out. I was partially waiting for the music to hit, the Uso, I went for it to hit. When Cesaro had one of the sharpshooters in as kind of a distraction ploy. Never happened. Reigns did it all on his own. And like he's done in the past to many people, was put in the guillotine. And... Cesaro passed out. He didn't tap he didn't get pinned they kept him strong in that aspect for not pinning, not being pinned or not tapping they kept Zarr looking strong, he just passed out I mean, he fell asleep to the guillotine, like somebody McIntyre did, I mean, it keeps them still looking strong because they don't just give up and tap um I, this this isn't over i don't think i don't know what happens because once this match was over we hear not usos music but we hear burn it down and out comes seth rollins and honestly i kind of liked his his outfit that drip the, the melting crayon look whatever you want to call it paint splatter i don't know it was it was It was different (laughs) i liked it but that's not the the thing here the thing is he seth rollins comes into the ring and gets up in roman's face and they're staring at each other face to face and they pause and just when you think this is going to happen are we really going to get a rollins versus reigns beat down rollins Goes around Reigns and continues to pummel Cesaro, never laying a finger or saying a thing to Reigns. Just beats the hell out of Cesaro and gets a chair. We see him hit him with a chair. We see him put his arm into the chair and he smashes it against—I believe—against the ring post. Um, He hit him with a stomp on the outside of the ring. Um, It was very physical, and Cesaro, I think, is going to be feeling this match for a while, a few days for sure. Um, Definitely curious on SmackDown, because there's definitely some sort of, but it seems like, tension building here with Cesaro and Rollins. Or, sorry, with Reigns and Rollins. It just seems like they're building something very slowly there. I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. You know, I'm not part of creative, and I haven't heard any ideas or anything about the Universal title. Rollins has a problem with Cesaro. He's starting to get a problem with Reigns. Cesaro has a problem with both the men as well. Could we see a triple threat match? Oh, I'm gonna hear that the wind's be really bad. Uh, could we see a triple threat match in Hell in a Cell with Rain, Cesaro, and Rollins? I don't know. I mean, would that be something that you guys would be, be interested in watching? I think that would be a damn physical match. That would be a good way. i just be kind of cool, I think. Cause then you don't you don't you don't have to turn Rollins face. He can stay heel, Reigns can stay heal. Cesaro's so the face in the match. And there you go, there's a face versus heel still so somewhere in there. It's not heel versus heel or face versus face. I think it's a good one. I think that'd be kinda cool, but I don't think we'll see that yet. I think we're set for a Summer Slam Rollins versus Reigns. I think this is going to be a slow burn on their little feud, we're going to see them get chippy. It's going to be a slow burn I think, but I do think it's inevitable that we're going to see them at Summer Slam. I think Hell in a Cell, we, I don't know, Cesaro and Reigns, Cesaro and Rollins is probably going to end in Hell in a Cell. I think they could do a one-on-one match in the Cell and it will end that feud. I just, yeah, I could, it's very well possible. I mean, I know they like to put title matches. You don't usually see, as far as I'm aware, non-title matches in Hell in a Cell. You don't typically see just a traditional one-on-one match. So, we probably won't see that in Hell in a Cell, but they could always throw us something new, like the with the zombies tonight. We could see them throwing something different at us in that aspect, um, which would be kind of cool, I think. I think they have beat the hell out of each other a lot. You know, I'd like to see Cesaro do the swing on Rollins on the top of Hell in a Cell. I mean, that's... That's a picture right there, at least to me, that's interesting. But but yeah, I mean overall, Reigns looked really strong again, like always. His demeanor in the ring is just bar none better than anybody. And he puts everything into this character, talking to Cesaro in the ring. Um, laughing at him, laughing in the ring, speaking under his breath. I mean, you feel like he is this character, and he is, just does it at a very well, well um, rate. He's just, he's one of the best right now. And I like seeing his promos. I think he does it great with him. I'll be curious to hear what what more has to be done, um, what, what comes of this matchup on SmackDown. And where Rollins plays into this. How are they going to go about this feud? Because you know Cesaro isn't done with with Reigns. You know it wasn't some one off match. There's no way they're going to one off. It was too good. But how does Rollins play into this? How does Rollins factor in Cesaro versus Reigns? I don't know how they want to go about doing that. But, we'll have to wait and see on SmackDown. Um, uh, I will have my Raw, re- raw review um, dropping. I'm thinking on Wednesday I'll probably be get it out. I know it's going to be a little bit late, um, but I'm still going to get it out for you. Um, please like and subscribe to... WWE Ringside Um our podcast and anywhere you listen to your podcasts, you can follow us on Instagram at WWE Ringside Podcast. Um, follow us on there. Um, just yeah, spread the word. Um, we look forward to Raw. Um, hopefully we get some word on what's up with them is. Is he dead? We don't know. (laughs) Um, Who challenges Lashley for the title next? Where Do we get answers on where that feud's going? Um, And hopefully we get word on Alexa, who didn't show up in this pay-per-view. Hopefully we get word, a little more insight on who she's targeting. Um, I can't wait for Raw. I mean, this pay-per-view was... It was good, it was overall grade, you know, uh, i give it like a B minus, C plus, uh, the zombie match way pulled it down, the Mysterium match was just decent, it was average, it was okay, those two matches kind of pulled the rating down, but it was was a decent pay-per-view. I look forward to Hell in a Cell in uh, five weeks on June 20th and that's all i got for you guys today have a good day and please like and subscribe our podcast